Welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And shivering in the corner on this very chilly mid-September day, as if I were uh, the character Olaf from Frozen, played by Josh Gad, I'm your other co-host. My name is Tenant Michael, uh, a.k.a. Michael Balazzo. Pleased to be here once again with you, listeners. Uh, it is cold. We're here in Michael's terrible, terrible apartment. And uh, honestly, Mike, I don't know what is up with this place. Maybe maybe you might want to invest some money and put in some insulation in this place because it's cold as hell. Well, first of all, you're, you own the building. You are the landlord. Uh, not my responsibility. And also... Um, I don't think this is as much a uh, insulation problem as it is a uh, problem that the whole, the entire West Coast is on fire and the smoke that has drifted from uh, the West Coast has uh, blocked the sun out of the Toronto sky. Oh, so so you're a believer in the fires then? I be- I believe I believe in the fires. Yes. The f- there's no fires. <laughs> God, the left wing propaganda you're consuming. Maybe there's a couple, but it's not. It's nothing like the media is portraying it to be. You know, when stuff, some of those trees are burning down for other reasons, and they're blaming it on these fires. Anyways, whatever. You're a fire truther. I am a fire truther. I am a fire truther. It's way blown out of proportion by MSNBC. You know what would be be fun if Billy Joel took advantage of the situation right now and... Did a like a reboot of his hit "We Didn't Start the Fire," but he changes the <laughs> words to "We Did Start the Fire," and he talks about like uh, all of the pollution and all of the uh, all of the bad things we did as mm. humans. Global warming, uh, global warming, <laughs> carbon tax. There we are using too much gas. Light a match on a tree Now look what you've done to me We did start the fire Big I shall fall in sea What more do I have to say <laughs> I love the, that line JFK blown away What more do I have to say That's the ultimate mic Is drop Is that what he said in the original JFK, JFK blown away What more do I have to say Well and uh, I- <laughs> How about that It was a con- CIA conspiracy <laughs> I believe that the line JFK blown away what more do I have to say was actually taken from a, uh, a courtroom sort of um, <laughs> testimony and it was taken from the transcripts from from court. JFK blown away. What more do I have to say? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I rest my case. Well, I'm pretty sure when uh, Walter Cronkite announced the news of JFK's death to the nation on CBS Evening News, I'm pretty sure he said, JFK blown away. What more do I have to say? And Good now night. with weather, let's check in with Sherry. <laughs> it's the ultimate uh, way to win any argument yeah hmm did you um did you ever did did you ever study the zapruder film of jfk getting blown away no i actually know very little about uh, i've never seen the movie jfk which i'd like to see because i hear it's very funny mm-hmm. uh, i don't know much <laughs> about the conspiracies about who killed him but i do know that the story of Oswald is insane that he had like defected during the cold war to live in the Soviet union. And then he like married a Russian woman and worked at a factory. Then he got sick of it and then came back to America. 
Yeah, I mostly only know about it because I read that Stephen King book, 112263, I think, where a man, I mean, spoiler alert, I won't tell you what happens at the end, but the premise is a guy. Is JFK blown away at the end? Well, I'm not going to spoil that, but there's there's like an old burger shop in this main town that has a portal back to 1958 in it, and Mm -hmm. a man sort of walks through it. And decides he's going to try to stop the JFK assassination. Um, so there was a lot of details about it in that silly book, but it was pretty good. But um, yeah, they talked about Oswald and that he was a Russian sympathizer. And then he you don't just hear allowed- about those guys as often, huh? Who wanted to go live over there. I feel like there are cases of Americans or people from Europe going to the Soviet Union during the Cold War thinking they'd be received with open arms but immediately like the spy like or the like the kgb was like what is up here and they just basically sent them to prison (laughs) even they're like there's no way you'd rather be here (laughs) something must be up that'd be a good premise for a sitcom though of like oswald's miserable years living in belarus and like honey i'm home from the fucking uh the doorknob factory and his wife is smoking and he's like what's for dinner and it's just black bread and uh he's he's bummed yeah yeah so it is a little bit cold today um the atmosphere here in toronto (laughs) has been affected by uh the wildfires but um james you you said that you wanted to talk to me about a different type of atmospheric gas and i hope that this isn't a prank and you're gonna you know fart uh no, well, um, oh, that's right, Mike. I totally didn't know what the hell you were talking <laughs> about. But um, do we have any science heads listening? Because uh, there was Zing, big news yeah. this past week that scientists um, think they might might have discovered microbial life in the atmosphere of Venus. How about that? Hmm. Because there's a certain kind of chemical that we think can only be sort of created um by some kind of life phosphine and they're detecting lots of it in venus they did not expect it and they're going shit pretty interesting huh i i have to confess ever since i was a kid i've never cared about space Mm, I, i can tell or dinosaurs. So I don't know. Is this a is this considered a big discovery in the world of space? I, I am the opposite. I love any space news, and the fact that you don't care about it to me is insane. But uh, yes, because it would if if you even if you pr- you know could prove that there was even microbial life on another planet, our nearest planet, then you could kind of extrapolate that there's probably life all over the place, and also. It would probably be the biggest truly um, getting your head around that we're not the only, you know, life didn't divinely happen on Earth it would maybe be the biggest thing ever because then you would sort of uh, change the whole your whole worldview. You know, how, how do you how do how would religion reconcile? Should we send life on Venus priests up to Venus to to convert the microbes to Christianity? Well, um, is that what we're going to do? I wonder. Did these Venus microbes, yeah, do they go to heaven? I don't know. That's a new question. I wish I, uh, maybe I'll go to uh, t- to church this Sunday and ask the priest in the middle of his sermon, <laughs> do the microbes go to heaven? And then he'll say, what? And I'll say, you know, the Venus microbes. Yes or yeah. no? 
And then, yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Imagine we find the microbes, we put them in a little machine that like amplifies their voices and they're like, hey, hey, guys. We're like, oh my God, it's the Venus microbes. Uh, What What religion are you guys? Oh, we're Christian. (laughs) We're Unitarian. (laughs) Yeah, we're Unitarian Christian. (laughs) Oh, get out. Yeah, yeah, we think it's the right one. (laughs) Um, If it is evidence of life... What's that? Yeah, they're like, we're Seek! <laughs> and then Earth has to go, oh, well, I guess maybe that was the right one. Yeah. I guess we, we are looking at this through a a lens of, you know, a Christian lens. But who who's to say the microbes aren't, you know, yeah, Sikh or Jewish or Muslim or even, um, um, what's that, Baha'i. They're the Baha'i faith. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. <clears throat> how How was your week, James? What's going on with you? Well, uh, it's been pretty eventful. Um, if you've been listening this past couple of weeks, you know I've been starting a spinoff podcast called Flat Talk, the first Flat Earther podcast that's actually cool. Um, and it's been great. It's been getting great reception. I've been getting great feedback. Mm. Got a text from uh, from Joe Fuda. I'm getting texts from people saying, when, when can I listen to more, to more Flat Talk? Um, there has been an issue, though. Uh, there is a UK apartment hunting podcast of the same name. Right. And uh, I mentioned last week, they want me to change the name of the podcast. Right. And they've been doing their show for f- like five or six years and it's well yeah, established. Time. And you're yeah. the new kid on the block. And I'm the new seems- kid on the block. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also a fighter. And um, yeah. they sent me the cease and desist. So last week I put out an attack ad um, alleging that they were on the Epstein plane. Which And? Oh, and, the, and that they drink their own piss. Which... Seem to be unsubstantiated allegations. I, I well, it's an opinion of mine. Okay, it wasn't. I feel you like know, you, I'm allowed to state yeah. my opinion, and my opinion is they went on the Epstein plane and drink <laughs> right. their own piss. So yes, yeah, so there, there's a bit of bad blood between your show and their show. What's yeah, uh, we're fighting with each other big time. And yeah. um, actually, believe it or not, just this morning, I missed a call from England. I didn't answer. Oh. And um, I got a phone message from Nigel from Flat Talk UK. Really? Yeah. He left me a very interesting phone message. And you know what? Should I? I could just play it on the podcast if you want to hear. Sure. I'd love to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here it is. Here's the message Nigel left on my uh, answering machine. Hello, James. It's me, Nigel Winthrop from Flat Talk UK. And I'm Wigsy. Hope we're not catching you at a bad time, yeah? But we wanted to call and leave you a message in regards to the false accusations you made about us on your recent ad. First of all, neither I nor Wigsy have ever flown on Epstein's infamous plane, a.k.a. the Lolita Express. True, we once attended a party at his beautiful New York mansion, but that was merely because we are Prince Andrew's favourite podcast and he brought us along. Had we known what Jeffrey and Andrew were up to, we would have had it out with them. Right, Wigsy? I would have knocked their heads together. As for the allegation that we drink our own piss, ask yourself this. Would a four-time winner of the Royal Poddywod Award actually do that? It's balmy. I prefer a pint of bitter. Shut up, Wigsy! 
In conclusion, stop your threats and stop using the name Flat Talk. It's ours. You may not know this, but our podcast is extremely popular with many of today's most dangerous drugs gangs. Our tentacles reach across the pond, and if you don't back down, well, you know that podcast partner of yours, Mike? One day, you might just wake up to be greeted by the sight of his head in your bed, decapitated, with his willy shoved in his mouth. For Flat Talk UK, I'm Nigel Winthrop. And I'm Wigsy. Ta-ta! Whew. Well, well, James, I guess it's pretty clear that the only thing you can do is... Uh, yes, not it- back down a single inch. You listen to me, Nigel and Wigsy, whatever the hell kind of name that is. You think you can bully me? You think you can intimidate me into changing the name of my Flat Earther podcast that is getting a ton of buzz? In Canada and the United States and beyond? Hell no! Hell no! I am not backing down. I am not changing the name. And you know what? Let's see what you got. You want to threaten me? Go ahead. Let's see what you got. That's my opinion. They're not... That's the thing. They're not threatening you. They are threatening me. They're They're threatening to ruin my name. Yes, but they specifically threatened to decapitate me and stuff my own penis into my mouth as if it's some even worse uh, scene from The Godfather, right? You well, know, the and they famous and scene Mike, of the horse. I'm getting threatened too because if well, that name means a lot to me. And if they're they're threatening to do that to you, but they're also threatening to change the name of my podcast, which is a threat to me. So just, I and I'm just saying I'm not backing down because there's, there's a lot at stake here for us both. Just please think consider doing me a solid, right? Okay. This is what um let me put it as plainly as possible. What is worth more to you? The name of a podcast that can easily, easily be changed. I'll even help you come up with a new name. Or my actual life. Mike, no offense, but you couldn't come up with a, with a catchy podcast name if it bit you in the ass, first of all. And second of all, this, you don't know how to deal with bullies. I do. I am a bully, okay? You deal with them head oh, on that. and you say, go ahead. This is how you deal with bullies. Trust me. They threaten you. You go, go ahead and do it. Flat talk is mine. So I get to handle it how I want. No offense. Okay, well, I'm, I'd, I'd like to officially, formally apologize. Thank you. Okay. That is, okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I was sort of hoping you would do that because I didn't know <sighs> I was going to be able to continue the podcast if you had not. Right, okay. Huh. <sighs> All right, uh, listeners, if you're still with us after that uh, heated exchange, uh, this is a chance for us to remind you. Uh, should I do this as a sort of a pirate voice? Arr, uh, go on Patreon. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, that we do have a Patreon account, and if you like the show, if you like what you hear, if you like what you see, please feel free to donate some money to us. It helps defray the cost of doing this show. Uh, it helps pay our staff. It helps you know helps us invest in new equipment. Um, what do you use the money for, James? I I I really want to get uh, some gold teeth. Right. And um, so, so far, I've been using most of it to, to, to work toward that. I started with the cheapest, so it's a tooth right in the back, one of the molars, so you can't really see it very well. Which, and if you can't do the Patreon, don't worry about it. Um, but you could rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify and maybe retweet our tweets and that kind of thing. We'd be super grateful. And thank it's you your so chance much for to listening. be Siskel and Ebert, but for a podcast. <laughs> That's how I tell it. We know growing up, uh, you probably really wanted to be either Siskel or Ebert. <laughs> just because their lives seemed so uh, sexy and appealing. Um, mm. So yes, patreon.com slash landlord tenant. Yes, thank you so really much. Um, so uh, 
if you've uh, been listening to the podcast recently, you know um, we've been um, really, really following a big election coming up. We're obviously talking about the Lunenburg, Nova Scotia mayoral election. And uh, we have a correspondent out there, Bryn Potty, who has been filing reports for us to share with you. Um, and they've been very interesting so far. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Uh, some of the best reporting I've ever heard. And I got to hand it to Bryn. You know, being a reporter in politics these days mm. uh, can't be easy. And we absolutely 100% appreciate Bryn putting his, you know, li- literally his life on the line to to get the story that you won't hear anywhere else. And so uh, if you if you like what you're hearing, send Bryn uh, a thank you uh, and let him know that you, you, you like his work. Absolutely. Um, so why don't we let uh, Bryn check in with us here and uh, hear his latest report. Hello, James and Michael. Hello, listeners. Uh, this is Bryn Potty again with another update on the Lunenburg mayoral election between Matt Risser and John McGee. So my perception of the race has been completely turned on its head this week. Uh, I had assumed because of the more expensive looking signs that John McGee has that he was a shoe in. But I put in some shoe leather and I went to the farmer's market this week where both John and Matt were doing kind of meet and greets. And Matt was talking and laughing with people. But uh, John McGee was just kind of standing by himself with his hands in his pockets. And it was not a good look. So I thought I'd really look into John McGee because outside of being town crier, What do we really know about him? So one of his signs details the most important things about him. And it says experienced 12 years on council, three years, deputy mayor, lifetime of service, 40 years, successful business. And as for his 12 years on council and three years, deputy mayor, that just ties him to disgraced current mayor and hat junkie enemy. Number one, Rachel Bailey and all the bad things about her, like, how the waste treatment plan is just an empty building and a conspiracy and her underwhelming response to the time that a horse got scared and kicked in the window of subway. And then the second half of this sign says innovative founded Lunenburg youth club. So a bit of backstory on Lunenburg youth club Um, after the church burned down, which James thought was so funny, which by the way, cost millions of dollars to restore. The United Nations recognizes it as one of Canada's heritage sites, but whatever. Real funny, James. Anyway, after it burned down on Halloween, uh, this guy founded this Lunenburg Youth Club so that teens would have a place to go instead of setting buildings on fire. But like, he kind of underestimated that, you know, the kids who were setting buildings on fire weren't the same kids who were going to go to a movie night at an old KFC. So yeah, not one of his most successful businesses. Then the sign says, uh, started Rotary Club. And my mom said, if he didn't do it, some other rich guy would have. And then it says, organized first Christmas dinner, which is, uh, in my opinion, something that I don't know he deserves credit for. Uh, I'm pretty sure Christmas dinners have been going on for like 2,000 years, but whatever. And then finally, his last point is just others. Not sure why you'd bother to print that. Anyway, that's where John McGee is in this election. Uh, Next week, I'll do a full report on Matt Risser, including the very anticlimactic reason why he's nicknamed Mustard. This has been Bryn Potty, reporting from Lunenburg. After hearing that, I am literally speechless. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, 
Shit. Sorry. Who will win? Who will win the election? That's my question, you know? Oh, it's coming God. down to the wire, and uh, it's it's frightening to think about the... the, uh, the I, I hope there's not, you know, violence in Lunenburg over uh, over this election, because uh, it's, it's high stakes. Yeah. Um, great job, Bryn, and uh, follow Bryn uh, on Twitter at Brintendo64, which is a great Twitter name. Yes. Play on Nintendo 64. <laughs> All right, so I guess that pretty much does it for our <laughs> intro. Why don't we take a break and come back with our awesome guest? Can I do something? Oh, sure. I've always wanted to do this. The Landlord and Tenant Podmaster will be right back. Stick around. Everybody, welcome back to the show. It's going to be a great one. Our guest this week is a man who wears many hats, and I can see he's wearing a hat right now on my screen. And each one of the hats he wears is both beautiful and extremely silly. He's a comedian, a podcaster, a twitcher, and a prolific prankster. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris James. Hey, thanks for having me. I put I wear the hats because I have my hairline's not very good, and I'm sort of my hair is sort of thinning a little bit. It's not like I'm not bald, but you know it's sort of thinning. It's not great where I'd like it to be. So I went out and purchased <laughs> some hats, and then I mm-hmm. wear I, I wear wigs too. I've seen wigs on your wigs. on your YouTube channel. Yes. Do you, do you ever see yourself like you know bicking your head? I do. I, I, no, no. I, you know what's interesting that you asked that because I've thought about it. I've never gone full bick. I've gone like I, I use a, a razor, a, an electric razor, and I'll shave it sort of down to as, as low as that goes. But the big, like the actual shiny kind of head, I don't know mm. that I like I don't know that I could pull that off. I think I might have to. It's, it might be not it might not be up to me at some point, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a bold, nice shiny head. move. Mm. A nice shiny head is, is good. It's um, when I see a man on the street with a nice shiny head. Uh, I just feel like inspired. Uh, it puts a spring in my step, and it's not a you know sexual thing. It's just it's it's a nice thing to see. It's not a, yeah, it's not not a sexual thing though. That's you know, true. I mean, yeah. and I like when there's like people talk about this a lot, but I do get sort of as somebody with thinning hair who doesn't have as you know. By the way, I want to say I can't see your hair, James. But oh, uh, it's, you know, it's, okay, so you guys are hats. oh okay, yeah. so you guys are just fucking doing great, both of you. Okay, so all right, we're on but a lot I, of medicine. <laughs> I get excited when I see a bald king now because I'm in that sort of bald light. Like I get excited when I see someone who's like portrayed as still like a sexy or mm. badass kind of guy and he's a bald king like I just watched Whiplash and oh, uh, yes. uh, the guy who's like real psycho JK uh, JK Simmons yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's like he's a bald he's bald and I'm like you know what that's dope because this guy's like fucking powerful you know bad but very <laughs> yeah. powerful you know so. remember, remember the bald guy on Baywatch with the mustache 
No, nobody uh, does. No, Doctor Phil. He he did one season of Baywatch. <laughs> I hate. Hey, I hate to tell you, James, but that's not what I was paying attention to when I oh. watched the program. <laughs> okay. In high school, James, you were like, "Did you guys watch Baywatch on the weekend? <laughs> see that bald guy with the mustache? Oh my god!" Hot um, stuff. Hey, did, did you did you see that guy with the weird mullet in that uh, Pamela Anderson movie, Barbed Wire, that just came out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Have both of you... You must have seen it. It's made its way around the internet, but um, popular, thick-haired uh, mogul and tech uh, guy, Elon Musk, used to be bald back in the day, and then he mm-hmm. he found out about technology, and now he's not bald, and then he's married to a Canadian. Yeah, that's actually cool, too, that you can do that, and like it's like... Except because a lot of people... Like like Jeremy Piven as well. Jeremy Piven was bald, and then he just... And also, by the, never mind, because he's kind of up to some... <laughs> I won't use him as, as an example, but like they're... <laughs> bald king! <laughs> yeah, bald kings! <laughs> do you guys remember, as you guys being stand-ups, so you guys probably remember when Yuck Yucks uh, booked him to perform stand-up comedy just sort of and if you're wondering at home if you're listening and thinking well i guess that was before the allegations no it was not it was actually immediately (laughs) after the allegations it was actually right in the wake of the allegations um but yeah just that that like celebrities and people like that can just sort of like be like hey i'm gonna just have hair now and then everyone's like okay that's cool like no one's kind of mocking them like maybe a little bit but i feel like when i was younger it used to be much more of a like are you kidding me you gotta pull those plugs off and try to pull that off like we all know you're fucking bald now it's kind of like hey fair enough you know fair enough yeah i think it's i've had like one thought i've had in that zone is that my like my beard and my hair are getting gray and it's fine but then once in a while i have thought like what if it goes real hard gray like would I ever diet or anything? And like, would that look be so weird if I did that? I don't think it would. I think in today's day and age, I think it's just like that kind of shit flies. But also, yeah. you're also having a fucking gray bit. Like I, if, if I had gray shit, like that was my <laughs> dream. I wanted my hair to go gray so bad before it started coming out. Like I think you that would be wise. So, yeah. Like wise twitcher. I want to, I want to, I want to appear wise. I want my opinion to have more weight to Clooney it. Really bald guys need their own Clooney. You know, I feel yeah. like Clooney kind of paved the way. Bruce for gray hair. Bruce Willis. You know, I mean, yeah, Bruce just, Willis. I mean, yeah, Bruce Willis is definitely the guy I think of as like the hardest kind of like bald king. Although, I mean, <laughs> if we're talking cue ball chickless in the shield. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bald guys. I, I read that, you know, if you have if you're losing hair and you have a lot of body hair, that's a sign of high testosterone. And a guy like chickless or Bruce Willis, they read as really high testosterone, horny guys to me. Mm-hmm. I have like, you should, my pu- my like down in my yeah. pubic region, it is yeah. like, so I, I would, I would say, yeah, that, that I You're like listening that. to guy talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, meanwhile, guys like Mike and I, full head of hair, we're never horny. Yes. Can I, yes. Can I ask you guys a question? And both of you, if it's a little too personal, you don't have to answer, but have you ever noticed the phenomenon of the, the soul gray or white pube mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean but uh, you know uh, you gotta think of it a, f- a forest starts with a single tree 
So I mean, I mean, I, I, of course you're going to have to see one first, and then it's going to start yeah, to sort of. They're not going to just gradually all fade that way together, right. I guess. I or maybe they actually, if there's a science person, is that I'm trying to think that they mm. should do one of a thing where they like put a camera on the pu- on someone's pubes for like a really <laughs> long time, and then do like the what's oh. it called time if lapse think, or whatever. You don't think the government's already doing this in a secret lab? <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Oh man! I don't think I have a gray one of those. I get gray nose hairs in a way that's kind of gross. Hmm. My pubes are still young and youthful. Yeah, bushy. Yeah. And I'm gonna, and can I say one last thing that's gross, and then we can move off because this is actually not what I'm about, and maybe people who are listening would think that it is now. But I will say this: one thing that does impress me and give me sort of a good feeling is that, like, if you ever watch a pornography and there's an older gentleman. <laughs> Yeah. Most of the time, their dick still looks pretty young, like comparatively <laughs> to the rest of their body. Like it doesn't seem, especially when it's not flaccid, it, like it appears just sort of like a normal looking penis. And that sort of right. makes me feel good. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know that I've seen a lot with an older looking guy. Oh, I see. So I'm the guy. only one. I'm the only one who loves the old times <laughs> in the porn. Okay. Your search history is all just old man. <laughs> and like not old young old either. Old man, young it's, dick. No, it's my my search is it's not even old man, young. It's like old man, old woman. That's like. <laughs> sweet old couple of grandpa and grandma. <laughs> So, I do Chris, notice, though, in porns that it's the same several guys for like the last fifteen years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's like acting. I, I guess so, right? It's, yeah. You yeah. know, you got your good, your good stars, and then the people. And also, to be all in all, in all seriousness, I think there's a lot of like really bad people in the industry. So sometimes those people who are really good to work with get a lot of work mm. because everybody wants to work with them versus this other scumbag who treats you like shit, you know? Good point. And That's also, po- probably, it's hard to do to get aroused uh, for a camera. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I was going to say, if, you know, if porn uh, is like a mirror of Hollywood, I can't think off the top of my head. Can you guys... Is there like a porn dynasty where like a father has handed off his like celebrity to a son? I don't know. You know, like families are are famous together. Yeah. Has, well, has the a- Seymour the the that that reality show about Seymour Butts that was a family business. It might have been called Family Business. Did you guys see so that, that show? Family Jewels, I, wasn't it? No. I didn't. I did not. That's Gene Simmons. I did not. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did not see that show. Um, but I think that like it's nepotism, right? So it's like the idea of nepotism. I think it's like maybe more so in Hollywood because it's more difficult to obtain those positions <laughs> as like you know, versus in porno there is sort of you know you could just sort of get in there and start doing it. Um, so yes. I, I don't. I don't know. Although I. Yeah, that's a really, do you know what? That's a really good question. Is is <laughs> there you. any father son or mother daughter? Uh, you know, he's a nephew even. Like maybe Jenna Jameson has a nephew who's you yeah. know trying to break into the the business. I know she's out of it now, but uh yeah. Uncle nephew, uh, the uh, you know, if we we cannot mention uncle nephew relationships without mentioning LMFAO. I mean, breaking all sorts of barriers <laughs> Wait, for is that the, an uncle and a nephew. That is an uncle and a nephew. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. In the tradition of Simon and Garfunkel, <laughs> uncle and nephew musical team. That's I had right. no idea. I thought I mean, they seem the same age. 
That can happen with uncles and nephews yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Wow. So I think they are similar in age. Like I think they're only ten years apart. But oh man, I I just didn't see when that I, coming. When I think of any of the uncles that I have known in my life, I cannot imagine us getting together and starting a, a band. <laughs> Yeah, there's only, honestly, my, and this is often the case, I, and please don't get sad when I talk about my uncle dying, don't make it all weird, okay, guys, God, you guys are all going to get so sad. Before you do, before yeah. you continue, I'm just, on behalf of the show, I'd like to express our condolences for, for It was that. like 27 okay. years ago, <laughs> when I was like a young child, uh, but yeah, he was like the cool uncle who I could have potentially seen myself doing that with but then as is the case with a lot of cool uncles he hit the road early you know he got it all in there in a shorter amount of time and now I'm left with I mean my uncle you know god bless him but this guy this guy is such a goddamn cornball I can't imagine he'd ever be able to come up with any kind of a beat that I would be able to lay down on you know does he does he also uh, live in BC the corny uncle Yes, he does. He lives locally, actually. So I, I'm in Vancouver, um, right. in the the West Coast here, and I. So I grew up in Richmond, which is a suburb of Vancouver, and it's where the airport is and stuff. Mm-hmm. In Steveston, actually, which is like a beautiful little fishing village. And if anybody uh, watches Once Upon a Time, the show on ABC, it's filmed exclusively in in that little village. So it's like Ooh. a really idealistic wow. kind of beautiful place. And he lives there as well. He's a he's a liquor man. He used to work for the liquor board so yeah cool. he, he like loves nice. to golf and stuff like that you know mm. and like he'll like he likes to like do the thing where he'll like shake your hand but then he'll like take his like fingers across like he has a really like <laughs> his sense of humor is very very strange you know so he'll I shake him. your hand and kind of like tickle your hand kind of thing yeah exactly yeah. I don't like that you know, I don't, I don't like that, that move that's a, that can really throw you off. Well, it's a power it move. The first couple of times, but this is now, you know, the <laughs> 170,000th time I'm kind of like, oh, there's that thing. When I think of some of my uncles just off the top of my head, the idea of starting a band or doing anything social with them, my one great <laughs> uncle who's no longer with us, uh, and don't no, make a big deal yeah, with no, it, no, I'm. You know what? Honestly, though, I'm sorry to hear. That. He sounds, you know, even that. The fact that you call him a great uncle means you yeah. probably did love him quite a bit. So, well, thank sorry. you. I appreciate it. Um, his name was Andy, and he was, uh, I believe, beautiful Serbian. name, beautiful he was name. Very foul-tempered, very racist <laughs> against other people from the Balkans, and I believe uh, was uh, functional alcoholic, and maybe uh, I don't know if he. Anyway, awful guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he used to, when we, as a family, went to visit, he would make a big show of putting on classical music on the CD player to pretend that he was cultured, but he was actually just, you know, Eastern European trash. <laughs> Mike, it would be cool if you and him, was he Serbian, did you say? Maybe. Serbi- one of those countries. If you and him could have started like a Serbian LMFAO that's a bit, you know... Uh, yeah, because maybe like up- his sort of yeah, the fact that he's kind of like an unpredictable alcoholic could have played in your favor, <laughs> like you know, sort of the yeah. wild version of LMFAO. You know, he was always yeah. offering us some sort of plum-based liqueur from yeah <laughs> Serbia or wherever Croatia, one of those countries that doesn't matter. <laughs> my my uncle, my uncle is, and I would do want to say the same uncle I'm talking about, and. I would assume my family won't listen to this. So, um, 
I'm so hit. before you continue, I'm so sorry to hear that. We hate, <laughs> we hate to be a wedge between family members. But he, um, his wife is named. Uh, well, her name's. This is not her real name. Her real name is like just a normal name. I think like Margaret or something like that. But the name I never called her that, and the only name we ever called her was Muffet. So and then, but also, if that's not enough, that we're saying they're calling her Muffet. Her actual name, her actual like nickname, and what people would call her all the time was Muff. <laughs> <laughs> just the word muff and so we at some point in our lives my brothers and i like discovered what that word was i think we watched uh dazed and confused you know that's <laughs> chasing the muff around that's what one of the coaches says or whatever and we learned what it was and then we just could not stop like uh muff uh excuse me muff <laughs> would you and we're all just losing our shit like every finally like my dad sort of clued in and then like asked us to stop doing it so like <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> no, no, he knew it was funny. My dad, to his credit, knew it was funny. He just didn't want it to be uncomfortable. So he's like, can you please stop doing it so aggressively at the table? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. James, do you have an uncle that you would have uh, been a musician with or maybe just been a Probably cool guy Probably not. With? I have an uncle in his mid-70s who lives in northern <laughs> England who used to manage uh, nightclubs. Oh, that's so he, he kind well. Of, that's actually cool. much closer, probably than any of our. I mean, that that is literally yeah. in you know that's music, right? Yeah, Dance, he's like music. you know, oh yeah, in my club the Smiths came in or uh, <laughs> air. Oh, he says air. So he's Br- and, British. So he's British. Yeah, yep, yeah. 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 Okay, he's a so, cool guy. He yeah, he um, yeah, managed nightclubs and he he travels around Europe to watch Manchester United. Oh my God! Are you kidding? I, I yeah. am a diehard Manchester United really? supporter since I was five years old. Yeah, when I, I didn't know that. Yeah, in Canada, in Canada, when I at my age, uh, when I was growing up, when I was that age, the only games that they played in Canada on TSN were Manchester United games because oh, it was the mid '90s when they were Beckham and Giggs and Skulls and they were just the right. best team in the world. And so I just grew up watching them. And I'm I literally wake up every four thirty in the morning, no matter what. I wake up watch every single game ever. That is crazy. My my own. My only bucket list thing, only thing on the bucket list is to go to Old Trafford and watch a game. That's it. Well, That's you know, the- he's had, um, <laughs> he's had like season tickets since like in his, since like he was a kid in like the sixties. That is, and he goes to every game. I mean, that is, if you, if that you ever is, that go is, over there, let me know. I, I mean, I, yeah, if the world opens up again and you're allowed yeah. to travel to places that I, I will. Def- I mean, I, I've, always yeah. wa- I've always wanted to take I've only been over there in the summer when they don't play. And I've always been like, I've got to take him up on going with him to a game because like, yeah, the atmosphere, so cool. the atmosphere at Old Trafford, like even if you're not a fan of footy or whatever, the atmosphere in any of those big uh, stadiums is just like apparently just insane. It's so I really want to go. <laughs> I yeah, read book it, Manchester United ago. is like, oh. oh, sorry, Mike. It's his life. Like, he when you go to his place, he, he de- never married, you know. Yeah. And I think he's dates and stuff, but it's like everything <laughs> he's mar- in his house married is married to the Red Devils. He, yeah, he's married to the Red Devils. Like, for yeah. real. Like, that's the way those people yeah. think about it. No no yeah. doubt. Yeah. And he'll, like, make his trips around, like, the, the UEFA Cup matches or whatever. Oh. Like, that's when he goes to Europe and stuff. Crazy. This guy is so cool. So that guy is so cool. <laughs> I was gonna say, I a few years ago I read this book. It's like this famous book about uh, football hooliganism when it was at its worst in like the eighties. It's called Among the Thugs, and I think it's Bill Buford or something. Anyway, he talks about how like during the the most violent era of the hooliganism, 
you just go and they had to physically, and I, I think they still do. They physically separate the different fans. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, each other most mm-hmm. definitely. And back then, people like the fans, the firms would just rush into the stadium without even paying because everyone was too afraid to challenge them, and they would just like drink and eat and just openly piss everywhere so that mm-hmm. they. <laughs> You'd be standing in a river of piss, like maybe getting beaten up by people, and uh, because you loved it, and that was what yeah. you did every Saturday. It's it, even I love soccer culture's cool. Like I, I I like you know basketball and baseball a lot, but I went I went to a Toronto even a Toronto FC game. It's really fun. Like the people, it's it's like it, people. I don't know. People feel like more licensed to act like maniacs or something in a yeah. way that I get. How if you have kind of your boring life, it's fun to go there and go insane. I have I have white cap season tickets. That's our cool. MLS team. So I've mm-hmm. gone, you know, my brother and I go. It's like a fun thing. Right. We we're we're both busy, so it's hard to find time. So that's like a thing where we're forced to be there together. We talk and hang out and it's nice. But yeah, it's it is really fun. Like I watched the mm. CFL uh games. I had season tickets with my dad for a long time and it's just not even like comparatively, mm. even as a non fan like even if you didn't like <laughs> either sport, just the atmosphere, even when yeah. the white caps are playing poorly, even when there's no goals being scored. Like it's just a much more fun atmosphere. We also got to watch Alfonso Davies, yes. who, if you are a fan of footy, I watched him play uh, for the Whitecaps right. for two, three years. Now he was like sixteen when he played for the Whitecaps. Fifteen, right? he played wow. professional. He played men's professional soccer at fifteen years old. But yeah, now he's like one of the best left backs in the world, playing for mm-hmm. Bayern Munich. And yeah, it's pretty incredible. Did- I got to watch him. Did Vancouver's so cool. like the Whitecaps? Did they try and like um, just make up a? Um, like a chant like they've had for hundreds of years in the UK because that's what they did in Toronto the TFC they tried just like here's our chant that we've had for one year but it it sort of sounds like uh well yeah that's uh, what they all do new there's only a few footy chants really like I mean some (laughs) of them have have unique ones like you know like glory glory man united like that's like there but there's like a lot of them that are just reused so like we're blue we're white we're fucking dynamite like but that's been used by I don't know what the origins of it is but yeah all of the Vancouver uh, uh, chants are just remakes of other famous chants or whatever yeah have you guys seen the uh, maradona documentary no oh no. it's so good it's really good uh yeah. it's on craven Canada, i'll be honest with you when she got into the kabbalah stuff i kind of got out of there <laughs> <laughs> just kidding i knew i know who maradona is everyone i was just trying to make a goof uh yeah <laughs> just trying to goof around that's all it's uh, but Mike, you know, talking about like the crazy fans and stuff, he played for uh, Napoli and, you know, obviously the poorest part of Italy. And, he, you know, when they would go up to like the north of Italy, they would say the horrible chants in the stadiums like, you know, they chant like wash yourselves and like you guys have leprosy <laughs> and all this stuff like really yeah. brutal. But it's oh, you should watch the Maradona. It's so good. Really I would be interested in that. All right, so are we we gonna get started pretty quick here then on the podcast? We're gonna slightly ease into <laughs> it. Oh, um, um, <laughs> this is actually like thirty percent of, of Chris, you have a show that's on YouTube called Not Even a Show. Yeah. And I really like it. It's really, really funny. 
I appreciate you, that. Now, now it sort of does seem like I was trying to force <laughs> you into doing that. No, I have been thinking for five minutes to do this. But once um, we got oh, into footy, I couldn't resist. It's it's funny that you, yeah, it's like I did a bit early on. It's a prank show where I take I prank these people like uh, conservative people mostly or whatever, like Rudy Giuliani or Seb Gorka <laughs> or Alex Jones and stuff. And then I re-edit the footage, but I did it sort of as a joke. Like I called it not even a show. And the whole joke of it in the beginning, it was just a dumb throwaway bit where I was like, hey, if you have a problem with it and you say it's a bad show, guess what? You, you, you're wrong because it's actually not even a show, so it can't be a bad show. And so that was sort of the beginning, but I don't want to keep doing that bit anymore. And that's why I'm really happy that you called it a show and you didn't, you didn't stop and you didn't say, well, it's actually not because people do that all the time. And I appreciate appreciate that they're like playing along with it but i'm just like god i wish i never fucking did that i wish i never did that bit because now well, like, i guess it's not a show every so comment is, it, is just uh, like well skit? i guess the thing that is like you know the thing that isn't a show and i'm like god what a stupid idea by me in a way you kind of prank yourself unintentionally by calling oh my it god that. Yes, so I prank myself yeah. unintentionally all the time by making bad decisions. <laughs> it's one of my best things. Yeah, that's to do. actually kind of good though, because when you do these these pranks, like as someone who does a lot of pranks, almost now any bad thing that happens to you, you can kind of write off as a self prank. Yes, exactly, and I sick. do. Prank. Yeah, prank. I didn't eat well. Prank. I haven't been exercising and my life's going to be shorter as a result. Prank. Um, but yeah, no, I, I started like a long time ago. I'm a stand-up comedian like uh, you guys are. You know, you know, you, you were, we're all fucking stuff. We're all, we're all, we're, we dogs. All, we're yeah. out there. We're doing it. We're asking how everybody's doing, you know, Hustling. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know about you guys. And actually, I know you guys are probably, you guys are more sort of heavy into the stand up. You guys love the craft of it. I know you guys are big into sort of all, I know you guys are Engvall, uh, just all of the, you guys love all the classic stand ups. But for me, I kind of got out of it a little bit. I sort of f- fell out of love with it um and the reason is because i uh i realized that like there's other people are are now in charge of how good i feel about myself and and i hated that idea as it started to like so you started realizing that like okay inevitably every single year it's going to come up where I'm going to find out if I made it into this festival or I made it into that festival. It's all right. out of my control. I can't control it at all. Right. Um, and it's going to make me feel really good or really bad about myself for like weeks or months on end. And I was like, yeah, this, this fucking sucks. And so I was like, I'm just going to do my own thing. And I started my own channel with no sort of idea of what it was other than that I was going to put out comedy content every week. I started prank calling Kurt Schilling, who had a Twitch or, or a, 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 a show on Breitbart at the time. And I started pranking him initially. And then it just sort of went from there. I started realizing, hey, there's all these different shows cool. and it just sort of snowballed. And now, well, yeah. Sorry, honestly, the majority of stand-ups are scummy guys. <laughs> yes. So... Why not veer away? <laughs> most, most of, most, yeah, stand-ups, you know what, I, I will say this, like, there's a lot of wonderful stand-up comedians mm. that we all love and that we know and love, and, and there are a lot of wonderful aspects of, like, stand-up comedy in the scene, but it's like, mm. it's also like, yeah, like a real sort of dirty, nasty place, and it's like, uh... 
it's not super rewarding when you do stand-up comedy in Canada. There aren't really like it's one thing if you're t- <laughs> Mike's looking like I'm what? just like no. reconsidering my entire existence. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's not, you know, like for me it's like yeah, it's not it doesn't have those rewards as far as like that make it worthwhile for like yuck yucks throwing you out on the road and you yeah. know leaving you up like up 17 hours away from your home with no Playing a hotel small town on the to, idi- to idiots yeah and and it's just <laughs> and to, yeah, to to these bumpkins yeah, <laughs> you don't know no, anything but, but then yeah like it, it just for me it was like i don't but it was mostly it was honestly mostly the thing of like i put so much into like you know i did i was lucky enough to do just for laughs and and i was happy for it and everything but i put like a lot into that as a stand-up i was like okay if i don't get just for laughs this year then I guess I've failed for the year as a stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, so the, so this one human being is now going to decide if I'm if I feel successful or not. I was like, yeah, that's just no arbitrary way. Thing. Yeah, totally, totally. So that was kind of the thought process, and it's worked so out now, luckily. It's so funny. I really like it. So can I ask? So um, I like I've I've been I've gone through a lot of them, and I wanted to find like the origin of you calling Sebastian Gorka. Is he the guy that you've called the most? No, well, JJ McCartney, like, there's, 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 there's guys, always like, yeah, there's, all these weird radio host personalities that you call yeah. frequently. Totally. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Gorka, as far as like the famous hosts who are kind of well known to the public, he would probably be the person that we've called the most. Although maybe Dennis Prager now is like, uh, has a lot of calls now. And Rudy Giuliani has a new show and he is remarkably easy to get on with. So we've been hitting him <laughs> I love really Giuliani hard. Giuliani calls, uh, you just keep asking why he married his uh, cousin yeah, or bringing that, up the fact he married his cousin and had sex with his cousin. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people don't <laughs> know, know that. that yeah, all. a lot of people didn't know it. And it is interesting that he's managed to be in the public eye for so long and have that information not be publicly known. But we are looking to change that at my channel. We are trying <laughs> to make sure everybody who listens to his show is well aware of that. So, yeah, we call him just over and over again relentlessly about him marrying and having sex with his cousin. Um, but there's there's a guy named Jay. J. McCartney, who is a small radio host in Nebraska, who is most people came into the channel. I made a super cut of all of our calls to this guy named JJ. I made it like two years ago, and it was a three hour long super cut of just hundreds of us calling. And all we ever do is call and, <laughs> and mention his, all we ever do is call about his shirt. That's the only thing that we ever say. Okay, let's go to the phones and say hello. I believe we have Robin on the line from New Orleans. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, JJ. Too hot for a sweatshirt? Yeah, you're so classy. You're such, such a loser. I mean, really? And it went on for like years and years and years and just like I invented the shirt thing out of nothing. I just thought to myself, like, can I can we create the thing that That's annoys so him out of out of nowhere? Can we actually create something that doesn't exist? And then and then that becomes the prank. And so we managed to do it where we just kept calling about shirts, kept referring to shirts. And then it drove him. I mean, he's he's just recently <laughs> stopped doing his show. Finally, like he's he's off the air now. But like, I mean, for Did that you drive him off the air by like not not even we've driven a lot of people off the air like a lot of people <laughs> off the air but not him no if if you don't have a call screener if you don't have a call screener and you don't have regular callers then it's so easy to drive you off the air or at least make it so you stop taking phone calls because if you don't have those regular callers that you know you can go to and pick up um and it's just mostly us calling or whatever then it, it, it and you don't have a screener to screen them out or whatever then it just makes it like we could just take over the whole show 
you know, like just so take it over. Funny. You did, uh, I noticed, I noticed that, um, sorry, Mike, I, I noticed that like the, when, when they realize they're being pranked by you, they often go to the same defense Yeah, where it's like the, the sort of more established guy. Well, basically it's that you're gay. Most like of the, the time it's yeah. that I'm gay. That's a big thing. And it is, it is, it's kind of telling honestly and kind of bizarre because like it doesn't like sometimes my call will have some tinge of like a comment sure. on their, you know, physicality or their something to do with their penis or something. So then there's like sort of a reason, but a lot of the time it's not a lot of the time. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, you're really obsessed with me, huh? You just can't get me out of your mind, I guess. Yeah. Right? Like you're gay, I guess. And it's like, it does, you know, I, I laugh at it. Like the idea of insulting somebody in 2020 by saying they're gay is if that would insult me in any way and I would care at all is just so laughable to me. Um, But the other thing that they say as well is that, and I have a, I have a stinger for it now, basement shouts where they, cause the big thing is that I, everyone says I live in my mom's basement. Yes. I was going to bring that up. Every single one to the point where we started a counter to like, however many times people say on like last week, there was four references in just one episode of people saying, and the president just, said it on Twitter the other day talking about Antifa saying they all live in their mom's basement. It, it really sort of shows that they're like they're incestual in the sense of like how they get their comedy and stuff is that it's all really right. sort of like it's all really kind of all coming from the same sources and it's all really kind of uh, just mulling around in the same area. So there's no original ideas coming out. It's just everyone repeating somebody else's idea of what a comeback is or whatever. Conservatives are if... getting better at comedy and the yeah. left is getting nervous. <laughs> that's the big joke. Yeah, that's the big joke. When they, yeah, that's the big thing. It would be funny if like you actually did live in your mom's basement and you're like yeah i mean i i actually do happen to but it's still funny that you know that's their well, joke. <laughs> yeah i mean it were in this case they're correct but they wouldn't normally be yeah. um I, I do make a joke i'll i like well i for one i had my mom and dad call them and say that hey we're trying to get him out of the basement but he won't leave <laughs> so we, i have i have used that my actual mom and my act and like my dad called kurt schilling and like asked him for advice oh on how to get God. me out of his basement um uh, uh yeah the uh, sorry you were gonna say something though james i think i cut you off did oh I? no i was just gonna say like even when i saw one where you called ben shapiro and he didn't come out and say you know what are you gay but he was like hey you seem truly obsessed with my height i don't understand why you care so much about my height and it's not he's not saying that but it's almost like a a bit he's he's insinuating it yeah that's a good impression of ben shapiro by the way for real yeah you you you. actually have his voice and you need to talk about (laughs) 10 times faster but you've got the voice it is remarkable how fast that guy talks genuinely scary if they ever understand how he has Sorry, Mike, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> I was going to say, if they ever reboot the, the classic toy Micro Machines, I think we know who the new yes. Pitchman's going to be. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Can you imagine a little tinge? And, and you take these cars and then you take them down to the cancel culture office and, you know, he's throwing his own, like, little spin in there. <laughs> Micro are Machines are almost the ideal liberal vehicle. I mean, let's think about it. They're tiny, just like their brains, and they take you uh, essentially nowhere. Just like the Democrats would. Now, are are you are you aware that you do a good Ben Shapiro and you try to do it? Do you know, or is this the first time that you're sort of doing it? I appreciate that. I don't think I really, really ever 
ever I don't know that I I'm sure I've done it in passing but I didn't it's not a as, thing I do I hadn't really as, thought about it. Yeah, as somebody who unfortunately has had to listen to hours <laughs> of Ben Shapiro when I'm making prank calls, I could say that yeah, you really do have it down very well. Thank you. Well, he's just yeah. irresistible to watch, you know. It, it, he just imprints <laughs> himself in your brain. He's so charismatic. Yeah, he's he's actually I will say and I get sort of like some of them deal with it differently. He is, you know, I can get him angry a little bit, but he is fairly professional. Like Sean I've gotten Sean Hannity before, like I've pranked Sean Hannity, and Sean Hannity is like he Sean Hannity is an incredible pro. He's an awful human being, just despicable human being, but he is a pro fucking broadcaster who does not get thrown off at all. So he's like, mm. whereas like somebody like Rudy Giuliani or even Seb Gorka, Seb Gorka is not a broadcaster. That is not his background. He doesn't <laughs> have any. that back. <laughs> <laughs> like those that's why they're they're already like Rudy Giuliani has no idea how to do any of the stuff he doesn't know how to do it he doesn't know the basic like it is it's not oh, super hard but ra- doing a radio show is not easy you need to know how to do certain things hitting breaks like doing your timing all of that stuff has to be okay and the fact that those guys don't have it it makes it so much easier to prank them because <laughs> they're already just kind of overwhelmed with what's going on so it's just kind of like whereas the pros they roll with it you know are you are you ever like watching your recent um gorka call where you you recorded your end he keeps talking about his penis you're asking him to like reveal the length of it are you ever worried because these people have their fan base is a little bit unhinged are you worried like they'll you can be a victim of their ire or like he's gonna send a hungarian death squad after you or something no, like that no i don't get worried about being in canada like makes me feel more comfortable like from a physical standpoint that somebody's not gonna show up and like kill me or whatever um <laughs> but like as far as them really trying to do anything no i don't know I, i've been doing it for such a long time and i've sort of dealt with them uh uh making those kind of threats and stuff like that and i just sort of have realized that it's it's nothing really um like like they'll say they'll they'll put my one one host is like hey he he didn't take calls he didn't take calls he could only call out and i was bugging him in his chat like giving him a real hard time he's this this guy is actually you can read about him because he got fired from his television show because he said he wanted to uh the the guy from uh from the the shooting the school shooting david david what what, david haw oh in florida yeah but but the 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 kid who's the advocate against the david hogg i think his name is and he said he said i want to stick a uh i'm gonna stick a fireplace poker up his ass he tweeted that out and it was like a viral thing because this guy is such you know he got fired and but anyways i was giving him a hard time and he said to me uh yeah if you're so Find it. I can call out. So put your phone number in the chat. Put your phone number in the chat right now. And he, of course, thought I wouldn't, you know, but then I did because I just have, I don't care. It's just my Skype phone number. So I'm like, yeah, I put it in right away. I'm like, I'm like, call me right now. And then everybody in his chat, you know, is like, oh, now we've all got your phone number. And then I was like, I was like, I dare one of you to call me. One single person call me right now. And I didn't get a single call because they all realized that like me having their number is much worse than them having my number. So like all that's going to happen and it has happened before where they're like, oh, yeah. And then I'll get my uh, fans to call you. And and one host did. And people called me and then I had their numbers and then I called them back with like, hey, you still living at whatever. And then they're like, oh, shit, this was actually a really bad decision that i made so yeah i don't uh, i've i had somebody shut down my channel once 
like a, a host that I call named Pete Santilli, who uh, because that's the thing I concern myself with most is that if they want to file a copyright uh, claim against my channel, I'll win eventually based on fair use. Um, but the the way it works is the onus is on me to prove it. So they will if 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 you send them a thing and say, "Hey, I'm in this video. It's my video. I don't want it to be on there." They will they will copyright strike me first, and then I have to prove it. So yeah. that's what hap- That's what happened to me. I got he copyright strikes three. Boom, channel's gone, and it was like oh. there was nothing I could do to. I couldn't contact YouTube. I was completely fucked. The only thing that saved me, and the only reason that the channel is still going, is because. I his he was too stupid this guy to put the guard on his website when he registered it so I found his website listing and found his cell phone number and I called him and I just talked to him I like explained to him that I'm a comedian he's like a really he's involved in the Bundy Ranch standoff and is like this guy is like a psycho this guy has has been in jail federal prison he has the FBI so he's like so scared of everything so I just sort of explained to him I'm just a comedian I'm just doing it as Joe this is all I'm doing it for. And I just like talked to him and said, please rescind the copyright strikes. And he agreed to and he did. And then my channel came back. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. That so like that's that's like this. And I have taken I have taken videos down because I was concerned somebody was going to copyright strike me, another host. So I've removed, you know, everything with that person. But I mean, nowadays, (laughs) honestly, it's all also gotten to a level now and people like it enough where even if my YouTube channel got taken down, I could find a way to put the videos up and people would come and find them, you know? So like, yeah, I I feel, I feel less scared about that now. I think as a victim of deplatforming, I would have hoped that you would have found, you know, common cause with people like Alex Jones, (laughs) And uh, yes, uh, who else has been banned? Alex Jones. I I, yeah, I have his I have his personal cell. I have his cell phone number. Alex Jones. His personal cell phone number. Isn't that incredible? Now I'll tell you how I got it. (laughs) Somebody somebody got super drunk and uh, blacked out drunk and gave it to somebody in Austin at a bar and the person was a fan of my channel. So that's why it is like the (laughs) it is the best phone number because it's not circulating anywhere online nobody else has it he answers every single time i call it's oh my god yeah it's remarkable because he's so he's such a conspiracy guy too you think like oh he he's not going to answer from some random number but he does he answers every time cuz he's like who's this who's calling you know like, like he's so nervous that it's like some wow. yeah <laughs> you you prank a lot of i've noticed on your channel uh, mostly American media figures or politicians, and and I'm thinking, why not some of our our homegrown Canadian uh, personalities like uh, the new conservative leader Aaron O'Toole or someone like Ezra Levant? Yeah, um, I would I would love to prank Ezra Levant. They don't do any uh, on the whatever it's called, whatever is fucking Rebel. Is it called Rebel? Uh, they don't do yeah. any kind of a call. He doesn't do a call in show. So the mm. the way that I like, I have started thinking about it recently. Of like, I may I gotta start looking at some Canadian shows. I do call some British shows sometimes. I mean, I have a uh, quite a few. Like, I had a viral clip of pranking Nigel Farage. So like that sort of <laughs> oh, brought wow. some more some more UK people over. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm immensely um, grateful to you for everything you've done in British politics over the last few years. Uh, I used to be an ardent Remainer. I voted Remain. I believed in the European project. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I believed that staying in the European Union was the best thing for us. And then something happened and something monumental happened. I, it completely changed my, my opinion on, on the, the whole situation. What, uh, what was that monumental thing, Mark? I, I was kicked in the head by a horse. Right, very good. Okay, fine. Thank you. Mark, we're going to move on from that. And so I do call sometimes UK shows, but there's like a couple of things. So I only call a show if it has a video uh, stream. So right. and and then and then but the only like unless it's a huge show so like Sean Handy Rudy Giuliani don't have video feeds but I make my own animations for them I just use FaceApp actually I take a photo of them and I manipulate their their mouth with the smile function on FaceApp and then I just create like a sort of like a a, a cartoon to, or like a animation <laughs> or whatever of them talking but like generally uh, in order to like get on the channel you have to have a video stream so like that is that like you have to because I want to be able to edit the video together that's what i like doing you know and i guess there's just a wealth in the states of like small town am radio so many more so many more in the u.s and people say like hey why don't you prank any liberal shows you know people ask me that and it's like obviously i'm left-wing i'm I'm a socialist so i'm I'm like trevor noah (laughs) yeah i mean i I would prank trevor noah if trevor noah had a call-in show i would prank his centrist ass in in a second but like i would that's why there are plenty of like centrist like democratic like but uh, people that I would be happy to prank and that I think are are uh, harmful to you know uh, d- democracy in North America, um, but they just don't have shows like conservatives just love talk radio. The right wing mm. people fucking love it. It is built into them like Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hattie, that type of shit. They grew up with it. It's like a built in thing. It just doesn't exist as much on the left. You know, you're so right. Yeah, I I, I watched one guy that you called into a lot that was really funny ed something and he was on florida man radio ed till ed, ed till what? ed till and i've got ed a till, i've got yeah. a, i've got a song both I got... radio station and him on twitter and he yeah. has like 300 followers and the radio station has like a thousand which i feel like is really low for a radio station it's Bubba, Bubba the Love Sponge. That's he's on there. So oh. that's that's the radio station that he's. So what that station is is there's another guy on there named Shannon Burke. It's all these has-beens, these guys who were shock jocks oh. in the '80s in Florida radio in the '80s. So they've all brought them back. So like Ed Till used oh, to be God. on on regular radio, <laughs> and like Shannon Burke used to be on like proper radio and like had big shows. And now they're all kind of like washed up has-beens. But like the amazing thing, we've been pranking. Uh, Ed Till for just a little while now, and he 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 knows me as Roy, which is like my Facebook th- uh, fake Facebook profile. But he knows me as Roy, and he banned me from the show. And then just just last episode, we we discovered that he makes a claim that he is he has contacted my local county prosecutor to file a claim against me. But of course, I don't actually live in Genesee, Idaho. <laughs> so it really does beg the question, who is this man harassing? Like, he has this idea that, like, he made some weird comment, like, you're not even going to be able to use your your like kidney machine out in Idaho. Like he thinks I'm some old man in Genesee, Idaho, and he's literally calling the police on me. And like, that makes me laugh really hard, you know? Oh, man. Um, is there like, so is there, has there been someone you called and you almost had to tip your cap to because they handled your prank call 
really Bubba well. the love sponge. Bubba the love sponge. Bubba really? the love sponge. Hundred percent. He. I called him about. You know, he's like a. He loves to uh, swing. He's a swinger yes, or whatever, right? As we know from Hulk the Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan video, Hulk Hogan and everything. Where he ate and too so, much pasta. Yeah, and I just i i call i called him about that. I don't remember specifically what the prank was, but he just turned it into where it was just him and I shooting the shit about him being a, a swinger. You know, where he was just like, oh yeah, you know, like, and he's just into it, and he just rolled it off, and he's like, yeah, you know that baby, boom, boom, and he was just on, and it was like nothing had happened. You couldn't even recognize it as a prank call. Like, wow. it was so uh, it was wonderful. And again, he's another guy who was a shock jock and uh, obviously is a, is a real scumbag in a lot of ways, but another guy who is a genuinely good radio guy. I mean, he's been in radio his whole life, and he is genuinely good at it. Imagine the smell of a station that's just, like, old <laughs> shock jocks in Florida put out to pasture. Like, it must be unreal <laughs> yeah and there's a guy there's their call screener is named lurch and he's this gigantic <laughs> massive dude who just like talks with the deepest voice ever so he can't smell great either you know <laughs> i think i saw you call lurch and you called and said i just farted and he's like yeah Soul. Oh no, that, that's a different. That's oh, that, that was something. Else. That's another prank I do where I just uh, or I, I use I, I use it generally where I'm like I'll go on about like you left me on hold for so long. I had a point to make. I had something to say. You're sitting there going on and on, and you're gonna keep me off the air and like blah blah blah. And then they're like, okay, what did you want to say? And I'm like. All right, I just I just fired it, and that's <laughs> that's like the end. Of their reaction is always one of my favorite ones as well to do, which is like the meanest prank to, ever to do. Um, is uh, uh, we call we call them and then we we say that they, we we saw a mouse on the live stream, uh, like uh, in the studio, and so it's like okay, it's like that in itself. So you, one person calls you and says there's a mouse in your studio. Then you're like, oh, shut up. That's obviously you're joking. But then we have like 10 people. So then every person keeps calling back and saying like, no, no, I honestly just saw it. Like they're, they're not lying. It's right. <laughs> oh, it just, it just moved. And you get them out of their seat looking around the studio. And it's just like, it's so mean because you're just like making this person make an absolute physical idiot of themselves. Like I, I did it first to a not bad show, like a, just a regular show um i have ratings for them like uh, rated green rated orange rated red like for how <laughs> good they are and i did it to and i realized this is too mean i can only do this to nasty people like it's just you, you start feeling really bad at how how dumb i would they love look. i'd love to see stefan molyneux jumping up on his chair and uh <laughs> that's amazing i did pranks I, I i did prank I, I pranked Stefan Molyneux. He was not on a, a video. I couldn't get the video footage of it because he cut it out of his thing. He didn't record it live. <laughs> but I got the audio of it. I got him with a really, really good one. Uh, one of my pranks where I say that, like, oh, I uh, I got turned on to your show um, by, like, this group who, like, used to come into my restaurant all the time. They would come meet about your show. And they. I was wondering if you could give them a shout out. And they, like, love <laughs> you so much. And they don't come in anymore. And he's like, sure, who? And I'm like, oh, they're called the American Nazi Party. And he's like, oh. I did that one to Sean Hannity as well. It's pretty solid. One. I, yeah, I, I'm, I watched sorry. the Stefan Molly new one, and I feel like one of the things that stuck out to me is that I noticed he goes, uh, you're like, hey, Stefan, big fan. And he's like, thanks, thanks. And he's like, uh, anyway, speak your mind, brother. 
And I thought, have you noticed oh, so many of these guys? Oh, that's like a go-to line with right-wing white guys that I feel like they would never say in real life. Like, go ahead, brother. Speak yeah. your mind, brother. Yeah. It's a camaraderie thing for real. Like it is like, it's like, I don't know if it's on purpose, but it is like a trying to build this sense of camaraderie amongst us. We are one team versus another. Yeah. Which kind of does suck. And I'll just, the last thing, my favorite prank to do is to, is though it is this is the sister. I do like, I call in and I say, I love you. I'm the biggest fan of yours, but my sister has a problem with you. And I always find myself having to defend you because she's always saying this stuff about you. And then I start saying the stuff that she says and it just gets worse and worse. And it's just the most amazing thing because before they clue in, you're just sitting on their radio show saying the absolute worst and meanest stuff about them. (laughs) And they are just like, what? Like I did it to Gorka, you know, like she just said, you're like a big headed bootlicker who has absolutely no sense of self-worth and you would like and you're just like drilling it into them like she really (laughs) said that and it's just there's it's so much fun to do to be able to sit there and just fucking just hammer them with insults you know so funny listeners if you haven't seen uh chris's show before uh be sure to check it out we will uh link to it to all your stuff in the uh, episode show notes and um yeah but I think it's time maybe for us to move on to our final and, in my mind, our most exciting part of the show. Uh, it's a segment called Draft Folder Disasters. No! There's our theme song. You kind of negged Chris there, Mike, by saying this is the most exciting part of the show. Well, <laughs> well, I'd like to hear that from, I from thought, Chris. And I feel... thought you... Uh, I did not feel negged. No, I did not. I, I would I would know because whenever I get negged, I get extremely horny and I did not get horny. <laughs> <laughs> so I could tell I was not negged there. Well, right um, but I, back I, in your face, James. I thought you were I thought you were going to say I wanted to get I'm going to get to let's get to our favorite segment. And then I was going to say and also first segment. Like that was my <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> our well, final and, our... For, and favorite and also first segment. I, I just you know to push back a bit. I considered okay. our interview with you to be a segment, a segment. Just okay. in my own defense. So um, there's that. And I, and I and oh. I want to be and I want to be clear that I think segments are not good on podcasts. Genuinely, I think the best is if you're comedians and you're funny, then the podcast should be you guys talking and being funny. That's really what I believe. So, noted. We um we will review um the uh intro and see if we have a segment in there. <laughs> and get get yeah, my point is I think you should get rid of this segment. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see how it goes. Um but here's how this segment works. <laughs> <laughs> we delve back into the grimy and dusty recesses of our Twitter draft folders, and we find some tweets that, for whatever reason, we didn't tweet. We maybe felt they weren't uh, finished. We thought they were bad. Maybe they didn't make any sense. So right now is an opportunity to to read them aloud, and then we can sort of talk about them, dissect them, maybe even workshop some of them and, and see what happens. Uh, does that sound good, Chris? Yeah, that sounds great. So you guys do. You guys will get into why you maybe didn't tweet them because that's the most interesting thing to yeah, me. Sure. Honestly, is like, why did this one? Did you think it wasn't good, or did maybe you just didn't? You forgot to tweet it. You meant to, or something. Yeah. You know, exactly. It could be any number of things. But um, I'll 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 kick it off. I'll kick off okay. uh, draft folder disasters here. Here's a tweet from about a month ago that I didn't uh, post. 
and it was uh, from late at night, and the tweet is this. I think it's wrong that the Catholic Church is letting priests Zoom altar boys in the dead of night. <laughs> I mean, that's good. That's funny. I like that, Mike. That's funny. That's funny. What? What? May, was it the subject matter that you felt a bit uncomfortable with? I guess so. I, I guess it was... I maybe had been tweeting a lot of Catholic Church jokes, and I thought, like, oh, this is my account is turning into a... Sort of like a, you thought. You thought. Uh, let's lay off these guys for they don't deserve this much hate. Let's give yeah. them a break. Mike, you're gonna, Everyone gonna start thinking Mike is like uh, one of the pervert hunters or whatever that YouTube channel is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that, Mike. Yeah, that's you a know, good. That, I, I would tweet that. I would tweet that. People out. are saying the church has to modernize, and you know, yeah. yeah. Zoom. Good one, Mike. Just, yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> Shall I do one of mine? Now, this is a kind of a bonus one. This is a, in my draft folder, but it also says failed to send. So I think I did try to tweet oh, this. Okay. You got nagged by your own phone. Yeah. Yes. And uh, here's the tweet. It says, hell yeah. Fuck you, Walmart. Fuck you, Trudeau. And I wrote stars <laughs> instead of use on fuck. And I have no idea what this is about. <laughs> Yeah, I it's some kind of joke about Walmart and Trudeau, mm. but had I don't you know been why. To a Walmart uh, earlier that day, or did you have a bad experience at Walmart? I mean, or? I'm clearly being kind of in character here. What day is it? I don't think it says. Uh, it doesn't. That's... But it must have been late at night. <laughs> because wow. I have no idea why that's in there. I have one here. I have I have a couple of I don't have that many unsent tweets. I usually just send them. I only have a small amount here, but here we go. Um I mean and some of them are like they're not funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not like meant to be funny, you know, and that's like part of why I didn't tweet them because I'm like, okay, no, this is I'm supposed <laughs> to be trying to be funny. Okay, but here's one. Yeah. I offered Quibi the opportunity to turn their to turn their app into the nastiest porno-filled fuckfest and they declined. <laughs> That is why they have failed. Simple as that. Now that that is like Good. that is that has backstory to it because when Quibi, I don't know if everyone knows what Quibi is. There's some billionaires like Jeffrey something his name is. He's like these billionaires start. Yeah, that's right. And started this uh, like I guess it's still going, um, but it's like an uh, an app that for content. And the idea is it's really short content for your phone. And yeah. I like quote tweeted them. I noticed they were getting no. They were getting nothing on their tweets, like nothing at all. Like nobody was liking them or faving them. And I sort of, so I quote tweeted one of their tweets and said, listen, you guys aren't getting anything here. Let me hop into your DMs. I'll, t I'll turn your app into the fucking nastiest, like porno filled fuck fest. It'll be nastier than every porno site on the internet. And then you guys will fucking kill it. And it, radio silence from them. And then I had like followers and people from, you know, my friend's Twitch stream, the go off Kings. They like went really hard at it, like aggressively <laughs> tweeting and reporting. Replying to every single one of their tweets, like get Chris on Quibi, Quibi Fuckfest, like we had all these hashtags and stuff, and they never responded. And then I read something about them failing, I guess, and I was gonna tweet that out, but then I thought, you know what? Let's not kick them while they're down. You know, I don't need to get, I don't need to buy a lot anymore. You're gonna make the whole office cry. <laughs> Quibi Office, Jeffrey Katzenberg's gonna jump off yeah, the Qu roof. Quibi's yeah. quite an idea because, like, if Quibi was free. I think it'd be like, oh, sure, you know, but it's like, what is it, $10 a month to watch yeah. seven minute episodes of TV only on your phone? But like, mm. 
It's really weird that they think that like that that's like some new thing though. It's like that's just what people are doing now on all the like people are doing that on YouTube to like try, you know like people are just like doing that already. They're creating that content, yeah. short you stuff. Can just look you can at YouTube. Yeah, you can watch all that stuff on your phone. There's all apps for all of it. Like yes. you can watch your Netflix on your phone if you uh, want to. But, like, but what if it was more difficult to do? Yes. <laughs> what if we? Yes. What if it was actually just a bunch of celebrities doing stuff that was not very well thought out <laughs> would that interest it'd be, you it'd be good if like you had to buy a quibi add-on to like project it to you know like they have there's this own like quibi larger screen that like a physical like a physical thing yeah. you have to attach to watch quibi. my uh the, the go off kings who i mentioned those are my friends they do a twitch stream they did like a funny bit where they because Qui- quibi the whole thing too is that it's it's up, up like, like it's it's really narrow because it's meant for the phone. So the videos are like have right. that narrow look. So they did like they did their Twitch stream in Quibiblio mode, where they just basically took the outsides of it and <laughs> made it really thin. That's like funny. made it you couldn't even really see like the aspect ratio. You couldn't even see what was going on. But who's like? I mean, I know like if you're, I don't know. Like if you're in the bathroom or something, or just sort of on the couch for a minute, like you look you look at your phone all the time. But I don't. I, I think that's a huge like. No, wouldn't you rather watch something on your laptop or TV? Obviously, I mean you're not hey, watching y- young, a narrative people, TV show in line at Starbucks on your phone. I will say this: younger people do that. They watch really? everything on their phone for real. Like they're mm. sitting there watching their Netflix on their phone, all that stuff. But it's mm. just the idea of like, qu- what? What is? What are you offering? That wa- like? Why do people have to subscribe to your thing to do this when they can mm. just watch? Thousands, millions of videos of higher quality <laughs> for free on the internet. It doesn't make any sense at all. Or just watch Netflix on your phone. Yeah, just watch everything. Which you can you also watch on TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, I have another draft folder disaster if you care to hear it. Yes, please, please. So this one also is about from a couple weeks ago. And there's so much news going on in the world, I, I, I forget what I was even trying to say here. It's incomplete. And the tweet is this. I wonder what Sam Kinison would have thought about, and then it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, totally. He would have had some opinions. He would have had some opinions. If I know old Sam, God, he wouldn't have been quiet about it. That's for sure. You know, it doesn't matter what the topic was. Yeah, yeah. What would be a good ending for that? Um, I wonder what he would have thought about um, Nintendo Switch Lite. (laughs) Oh! Oh! (laughs) What? You already have a new Nintendo Switch? (laughs) Yeah, he's a he is a big revival guy, right? So, yeah. Yeah. What does he think about uh, the Catholic Church Zoom calling uh, children? Whoa! God, Mike! Wow! Crossover. (laughs) I think I just remember Sam Kinison. I don't think I've seen any of his comedy, but when I was a kid, he was just on talk shows as this big guy in a beret that. Scared me, I think. Yeah. He was a big yeah. deal. He was rude. Uh, he released an album where he played like blues guitar also just before he died. Yeah. He's, he died and then his and then his best friend like married his wife or something, right? Isn't that a real thing? Carl LeBeau mm. is his name. Hey, guys, go look it up. If you take one thing from this <laughs> podcast, go look up Carl LeBeau and uh, whatever. Kennison. Well, I'll link to Carl LeBeau's uh, Wikipedia <laughs> in the show notes so that listeners can see uh, what we're talking about. Perfect. Um, 
Cool. Was there anything else we wanted to t- um, we wanted to touch on, Mike? Uh, no, I think that's uh, everything. Uh, oh, here's one question, a final thought. Remember when Jerry Springer would say yes. that? Um, yes. If you could prank any historical figure uh, through, from history, anyone, you know, sky's the limit. Who would you prank, and what would you say? Now, now, hey, now I've thought about this a lot. Okay, now <laughs> I would say that it's got you got to go with you got to go with Adolf Hitler. <laughs> you gotta call Short him King. up and you gotta say to him hey listen pal uh no bueno <laughs> and then just hang up no, you say that yeah <laughs> that's it i love how you set that up like it's you know i thought a lot about this it's like a nuanced one <laughs> And so, it's the dumbest answer. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a good I had an idea for a movie where a guy invents a time machine, but he refuses to let the government use it. And he just runs a all he does is run a competition where people come up with the best ideas to use the time machine for. And he lets like four or five people do them. So like one of them could be, you know, going back to like the World Series and like running out and doing, you know, like something like that. Anyway, so don't <laughs> steal that idea, please. Okay, we'll censor that part of the show. Um, well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us from um, your home city and home province, which I believe are currently on fire. Uh, yeah, not quite on fire, but I, can't, I cannot walk outside. Uh, <laughs> can't leave my home. I get a headache and get sick right away. It's not fun. Oh, Sorry to hear. Um, thanks so much, Chris. That was so fun. And uh, definitely check out Not Even a Show on YouTube. It's so funny. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. I appreciate it. Much better than I, I was thinking. This is going to really suck shit, but I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Things go that way. <laughs> yeah. So now we go to uh, Austin in East Flatbush. Hey, Austin. Hey, how, Austin are how, are you? how are you? Hey, Mayor Rudy. How's it going? Good to talk to you. Yes, Austin. Oh, yeah. Well, I... Uh, I own a nail... Well, I'm the part owner of a nail salon on the other side of town, and it was recently vandalized. Other side of town where? Um, I don't want to say exactly where it is, because I'm worried that, you know, some of the protesters might be listening. Yeah, I got you. But I will say, I live in East East Flatbush. Okay, and what happened? Um, Well... The nail salon was vandalized, the window was broken, there was uh, words spray-painted on it. Like what? And, um, well, for instance, it was, one of the words was, uh, hey, Rudy, just curious if you ever consider not marrying your cousin and having sex through a bunch. I want to bet that you were a TDS. You know that? So I can, I can give you offline Dr. Sigmund Segundus's number who could put you in boot camp and straighten you out. This is a very serious psychological disorder you suffer from. Trump derangement syndrome. The hatred has taken control of your brain. And also, I, got, I was kind of suspicious. I used to teach catechism in East Flatbush 2,000 years ago. I never met an Austin in East Flatbush. I had you picked out in a second, jerk off. Ah! called it. Come on. I got a couple others here. I got it figured out. You guys think you can fool me? You know, you're not even that smart. You're a bunch of jerks. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! 
Hey there, my name is Abbas Wahab, comedian and host of The Immigrant Section, my weekly podcast where I bring on other comics, artists, and interesting people from all different backgrounds of life. And we just get to chatting about what's going on today, sharing funny stories and cultural tips and everything in between. Uh, whether you're an immigrant raised by one or just like watching cultures collide, this is the podcast for you. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts at or go to the sonarnetwork.com and make sure to subscribe to the immigrant section. Remember, not listening is racist. <laughs>